Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services, and I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs. Again, that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below. When you purchase their services... Let them know Derek sent you. Another one. I'm Derek. That's Brandon. That's Scar. Brandon's feeling fantastic. Scar is Scar. I, I got to be on the Scar cast. I'm excited. Cross pollination, my niggas. Cross pollination. You got to be on Scar You're excited. Oh, mm-hmm. we I, we had fun. That was fun. I, I think it's sometimes it's fun to just have a to just just sit there and just riff with your friends and you don't you don't have a real like structure structure. It's just like, you know what? What do you feel like talking about right now? Oh, what do you feel like talking about right now, Scar? This episode, which well, was fuck great. You didn't see. See, see, I try and do it. And you're like, no, not now. We can only riff on stuff when I want to riff on I'm, stuff. I want to watch the episode. I watched it three times already. But um, Oh, good. Then you could talk about it because... Three times? Jesus. Yes, I watched it last week. And then I watched it. I watched it again yesterday. And then I was like, oh, shit, did I watch it? Because I watched both episodes twice. And then I was like, oh, shit, did I watch the episode? Maybe I should watch the episode. So I watched it again. But I just watched this episode today. Three times. Not today. I mean, over the past week. Yes. So if I just sleep for a while, you'll be able to run the, the whole show, right? Um, send, me the, um, send me the thing. Where you there got your recap no, from. There is no thing. Send me your recap. You've watched it three times. Nigga, give me the cortisone shit, Doc, please. Ah, because I also watched <laughs> the next episode. So if you don't want me to get shit fucked up. Give me that cortisone shit, Doc. <laughs> oh, nigga, like, this is the part where you step in and you help me out. Because, Scar, I'm telling you right now, I'm hella tired. This is me. <laughs> 
if I find my soul in this place, or I am lost forever. Like, after that weekend, after that, like, yo, driving down to L.A. by yourself shouldn't be this difficult, but the older I get, the harder it gets to recover from. What's the time? I told you, get like, kid on the keys. How long does it take you to listen? It takes seven hours. Seven hours? Okay. I'm, you don't listen. Get so it's, the, it's the equivalent of driving from where you are to probably Baltimore. No, how long does no, it take Baltimore, for you to get there? Baltimore. No, not you. I'm talking to Scar. I'm talking to Scar. Scar, how long does that take? Uh, depending on the traffic, three and a half, four hours. Oh, well, then, yeah. See, it's different when Scar says it. So, <laughs> um, nah, so, I don't know. It's just, I'm tired. Like, getting old and driving. Now I know why my dad never wanted to take me any fucking where. Plus, he's an asshole, but that's neither here nor there. That boy, there. 14 years old. Give him the damn keys. Yeah. On a L.A. freeway. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Being a helicopter parent won't let he's your done, kid drive at he's, 14. He's done, he's done it in, in Grand Theft Auto. He'll be fine. Man, I did I tell y'all that this motherfucker, we drove there and took a picture in front of the Hollywood sign, and he was all excited and shit. And then we're driving down um, Hollywood Boulevard, going towards the Sunset Strip, going down the Sunset Strip, actually. And he looks over and he's like, I've seen this somewhere before. And I'm thinking he knows geography hella well or he he knows architecture or something. I'm like, cool. Where do you see this at? On an architecture show? On, on Home and Gardens or something? He was like, nah, that's where the gun shop is on Grand Theft Auto Five. And I was like, you son of a bitch. Like, okay. And so we went down this street and him and his friend are just pulling up picture after picture of Grand Theft Auto. Like, this is it. This is it. This is it. And he was like... This is that thing right there, and he was, and then another thing. This is that thing right there, and we passed by a restaurant, and I was like, and that's freckle bitches, and he was like, "Fuck you, dad!" And so I shut up. I mean, I I I never tried to force, you know, Saints Row on my son, but it would have been nice if he had known at least what freckle bitches was. Recognize real game when it's in your face, nigga. Like, damn. It was a seven-hour drive. That's a long-ass drive. That's all you picked up from that conversation, Brandon? Yeah, because I already heard it before. Yes, we heard it last night. I'm tired. I forget when <laughs> I talk to y'all. We let, you, we, let you, we, let, uh, we let you rock, though. Oh, fuck y'all. And then y'all exposed that I said it last night, and now y'all got me feeling crazy. Fuck you, nigga. Run the show. I'm going to sleep. Why don't you take a nap? and then I am the taking show. a nap. Nigga, I get up at 4.30 in the morning to get ready for work. Gotta get ready at night. How the fuck do you get ready? Get that extra half hour night? of sleep. You don't you don't hear me though. Did y'all fly from uh San Diego to, to Texas? No, we drove. We actually so, drove from So when you DC drove from San Diego to Texas, when you drove from DC to San Diego to San Diego, how long did it take for you to physically recover from that drive? I had to work that Monday. How did you feel? I didn't ask if you had to work. I had to work. How well, do you, you know, feel? I'm not. I wasn't old like you, so Fuck I can recover. You. <laughs> Fuck you! Oh my god! I've driven back. I've driven back from from Jersey before, and then had to go to work the next day. 
I will tell you this: a few, a couple months ago, we went on a mini vacation, just like a weekend trip to Austin, which is like it's only like three and a half, three hour drive. Then but, shoot the, then no, no, no. This is it's a point. We drove at nighttime after work, so I worked all day. Got off. Of yeah, work, that's bad business. Yeah. But here's no, it's worse than that. We got my wife was off, so she was in the tub before we left, and then we got in the car and drove. And we got there like 10 o'clock at night, 11, no, like 11 o'clock at night. And then my wife kept thinking, oh, I think I didn't blow out the candles in the tub. I don't think I blew out the candles in the tub. <laughs> you scared she burnt down the house. And I have a, I have bad anxiety. And she's like, no, I think I did. But I have bad anxiety. So I couldn't live with that. So I got back in the car, drove back to Dallas. Oh, fuck no. To check the to check the candles and, and the candles the went on. No, and it wasn't. And then I got back in the car and drove back to Austin. I hope you got some top piece for that. And then that was during the then it was daytime. I got a couple hours sleep. Then we had to go out. And then we went out and did shit in Austin. I hope you got like like everything you wanted. I I hope she let you put it in all the holes and 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 you got to eat steak too at the same time i never had sex and steak at the same time but i feel like that would just be like so fucking decadent overload that i'll just like die my biggest fear is dying like elvis just either like my biggest fear used to be dying on the toilet now my biggest fear is dying at work amongst people that i know i fucking can't stand you only got a few more years left and you can retire well, here's the thing. Every so often, every so often, the statement that I made just pops back into my head and just sticks there. That there's a million ways to die, and only one of them are in your sleep. Get that, get that government pension. It'll all be worth it. No, well, I don't know if you know how California's government works, but it ain't worth shit. Oh, I'm a slave to the system. My okay. biggest fear is to be forgotten when I die. Oh no! Nah, if I if you die before me, I'll make sure. Shit, I'm still reminiscing over niggas whose uh, biggest contribution in my life was saying "nice" on a podcast. <laughs> that's that's the homie though. Right, that's the homie. Like I like that's the homie. Your family. What the fuck you think I'm gonna do for you? Ride on my enemies. I probably will. I know like three of them, and that Trump supporter can get it too. See that? Got some ginger beer. Sometimes That's how you get your energy back. Sometimes the same thing we talked about last night. Yeah, I remember that part. So, Star, hit the recap. You need to give me the recap. No, nigga, you watched the show three times. If you don't remember so what happened. Week, last week, we left with Sarah and Helena and route. To, yeah, they uh, they went to see the Swan Man there. The and Swan Helena's Man. in the front seat uh, listening to Sugar Sugar by the, that's, by the that's, Archies. That's one of my... That's, I, I said this was um, one of my favorite It's just scenes. joyful. Just just her... Be, I mean, she's just... It's just kid. joyful. Like, she's so fucking happy, fam. And, and she's so happy to be with her sister. She's so happy. Like, she's like, yo. And the, the thing that got me about this this whole sequence wasn't her singing so joyfully and lustily. That was a good part. But another part was her being like, yo, we're twins, right? And you had a baby. 
You think I can have a baby? Like, I think I'd be a good mom. No, she said, I'm great with children. Yeah, I'm great as with we children. Seen. As we and seen. then she farts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love this. I, I mean, that's why she's my favorite. She's my favorite clone. Um, she's just such a big kid, but then she has that, like, when that switch flips, she could just be, she could be absolutely deadly. She reminds me of a lady version of Wolverine, honestly. Um, like Wolverine can have moments where he's like nice, like no. basically when he's talking to Dazzler. Was that the was that the girl's name with the sparkles out the fingers no, and shit? Um, Jubilee. 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 So when he's talking to like Jubilee or somebody younger than him, mean, he's generally really fucking nice to them kids. See, here's the thing. Here's the difference. Why I see where you're talking about Wolverine. Wolverine has a nice and caring side. He doesn't have a goofy side. Uh, that's true. Okay, I'll give you that. Atlanta's like a big kid. That's what. Yeah, and it, it kind of like, kind of like how they put um, that they they made that relation the same relationship that you're talking about. They made it with Rogue in the movies. Yeah, they did, which was weird because him and Rogue are like, well, they aren't the same age, but they're both adults in the comic book. So, like, for her to be. The girl from what else was that girl in? I seen her in something else, and I can't remember. She's in True Blood. I never seen True Blood before. Oh. That'll okay. probably be on the list somewhere, just so then we can do that scene where the uh, the guy who works the restaurant uh, says, "Eat your a burger." <laughs> what? Nah, I'm gonna tell you the the most funniest <laughs> part, especially in season one, where they go on a date to Shreveport, and and on the way back, he's at least he's listening to the Tahitian throat singing, and she's looking at him like, "What the fuck is this?" Like that shit is hilarious. So, um, the other thing that happens that's is not, that that's a, that's a show like that's a show like Oz. Um, it starts off pretty decent and it dies after a couple seasons. Oh, I don't want to ever do that again. So no. Um, <laughs> another big thing that happens that you know shows that Helena's very aware of what's going on is Sarah's like, "Yo, where the fuck is this place? Where's Cold River? Why don't you just tell me?" And Helena's like, "Because as soon as I tell you, you gonna fucking leave me." Like, do I look stupid? Like, as soon as you, as soon as I tell you where it's at, you don't need me no more. So I ain't telling you shit. Drive, bitch. Sugar. <laughs> oh, honey, honey. Oh, sucky, sucky now. The best, the best part of that is she reminds me of my stepmom, um, to where she ain't really know the words. Yep. And and there was actually a part where she's like, honey. <laughs> yeah, she she goes sugar, honey. Uh sugar and honey. I love it. Yep, I, so, one of my favorite scenes in the whole series. Atlanta tells Sarah that she's a good mother, and Sarah's unsure, and so am I. I mean, you know, I've seen some shit. Plus, there's the fact that probably like three weeks prior, she was just getting back into uh, Kira's life after after saying she was going out to the store for some smokes and being gone for a year and shit. She did it um, all for Kira. She she what? She did it all for Kira. So she went with Vic. She did all for and ran games on 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 everybody for Kira. Yeah, because she was trying to get money so she could take Kira and go somewhere. Or hear me out. You don't get money. You take your daughter. You go somewhere. 
and do what? Let her starve to death? Let her sleep in the tent outside? She's sleeping in a camper right now. Campers are nice. You been have you been in a camper? Some of them just is lorded. I'm going back to sleep. I actually went to the RV show here at the Cowboy Stadium. A lot of white show. people, wasn't it? I feel like white people drive RVs. White people and you. No, a lot of old black men have RVs because a lot of old black men don't want to fly. Yeah, that. Yeah, I, I. You know what? Somebody told me turbulence isn't a problem because you can't crash in the air, and I was like, "Yeah, but it feels like it." And turbulence happens for the dumbest fucking reasons, like temperature changes. So I've heard. I've never been on a plane. See, but Scar would get in the RV. I've never been no, I've never been anywhere that I would need to fly. He's gonna come out here for my funeral. Everywhere I've been is been I could drive. So I've only really been basically up and down the east coast. Like I have Yeah, but you could fly there a lot easier. (laughs) No, it's it's I could drive from Baltimore to Atlanta, but why? (laughs) I can just get on the plane. No, you're right. No, you're right. Like why? Like driving from Baltimore to Atlanta is gonna have you seeing a whole lot of bullshit from the time. Like when you leave Baltimore, you're gonna see bullshit until you get to Atlanta. Like there's no in between. There's no other beauty in the East Coast when you go from Baltimore to Atlanta unless you go through DC. Nah, man, south of the border, all kinds of shit. You mean the South Carolina? South of the border is... I'm joking. It's South of the border Nigga, I went there. The I was so mad. It's the most disappointing place <laughs> ever because you see all of the signs. On the they got hella signs. Like, they have signs from, like, Maryland. <laughs> and, like, you get to South of the border and you're like, this is it? This is it? I saw... Like, when, when I was a kid... Well, I was, I was, I was, in, I was in ninth grade. You were um, a kid. We, um, they, there, was this, there was this little, like... It looked like a little book. And it said the South shall rise again. And then you open the little book, and this is a little, uh, little um, plastic figure of a uh, redneck dude with a hard dick. And I'm like, why is this here? The fuck does that have to do with anything, Kobe Bryant? <laughs> was that in the gift shop? That was in the it gift at, shop in South the, the Border. It was at the gift shop. Yes. I feel like that's the kind of shit they would have there. To be completely honest with you, Absolutely. is that where they had that like a giant ass dinosaur out front for no reason? I'm trying to remember South of the Border because it we were so places. fucking disappointed by it. My brother got pulled over in North Carolina when he was like 19. 20 maybe because he was 20 i was 18 so he got pulled over and they were like yo we gonna take you to jail unless you pay the ticket right now because i guess in north carolina you could pay the ticket when the cop comes they're like yo you could just pay us and drive the fuck away and us being from cali my brother's like nah man you're trying to jack me so he went to jail and had to stay there for like three days. So we had to drive down from Waldorf down to uh, Carolina to pick him up. And while we were down there, my mom was like, ooh, I want to see south of the border. Like, motherfucker. Now, I think the, the thing is they get a lot of people that get tickets there and then they don't pay them. I wouldn't. I ain't never going back to North Carolina. Yeah, I, I love I, North I, Carolina. Of course somebody, you do, Brandon. Of course you fucking about- do. I had somebody say the same thing about Virginia. 
Brandon, so I, I feel like you would be for for all the stuff you say about uh, how badly you hated the the country part of Maryland where your family lived at. I think you fit in perfectly in North Carolina. I don't know why you think North Carolina is the country. All of it. <laughs> you must not have been to Charlotte or Raleigh. So that's two places in a whole state. Yeah, that's like most states. I mean, the mm. major the major cities are actual cities. Greensboro. If you if you're not in uh. The Bay Area, Sacramento, L.A., or San Diego, you in the country. Mm. Yeah. And every, that's a big-ass state. Much every, bigger than North Carolina. It is a lot of dirt. <laughs> a lot of nothing. It's a lot of every, dirt and, and mountains. <laughs> every, every state in the Union is large cities surrounded by Alabama. Yes. The closest one that's not is like Massachusetts. Massachusetts is like a lot of small towns. Massachusetts is a big city surrounded by racism. Yes. Well, sort no, of. It's, it's not surrounded by it racism. It ain't sort of. It's, 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 the state is encompassed. They they going to let you know how they feel about you, whether you like it or not. Yep. The moment, I, the moment I'm there, the moment I speak, they're like, ooh. Hey, man, you got to give Massachusetts credit, man. It's For fucking it's what? Hey, if you got they got the overt racism down pat, but the institutional racism is still there. Don't get me wrong, but it's not <laughs> as bad. It's not as bad as other places. Like for example, in Massachusetts, if you quit your job, right? If you quit your job to go back to school, they count that as unemployment, and they pay you unemployment for the entire time while you're in school, learning a new trade or getting a new degree. Even if you voluntarily quit your job to do that, and that's Massachusetts, um, and uh, Massachusetts had a, basically a version of Obamacare before. Yeah, Obama. they have health care for almost everyone. Yeah, see, so there's some, there's some, and most people don't know this. Boston is like thirty two percent black. Doesn't matter. Thirty two percent black, Does which is higher percentage than Baltimore. Does not matter. A lot of people don't know that. So here's something else I thought about this weekend because we played against two teams from Utah, and they were all white. Yeah, both teams were all white. I had to stop and think about that for a second. I'm pretty certain that in Utah they still listen to rap music. I'm also 100% certain that they say nigga out there lustily, not with the hard R. They probably just sing along with the song with no fear of anybody being like, I'm going to check the fuck out of you. Is they they say they say nigga doing the song like on white chicks. Mm-hmm. I'm almost I mean, certain of it. Like there has to be hip hop in Utah. So what do you mean there has to be hip hop is everywhere. It, that's why I said there has to be. Like it's it's literally a given that there has to be hip hop. So in Salt Lake City, there's a school of all white people where them motherfuckers are still listening to like the baby or something like that. And just having the best time not having to censor themselves because there ain't no black folks out there to pop them in the back of their fucking head. Yeah. Living their best life. Right? Same for Wyoming. They probably are listening to that song. I'm living my best life. I ain't going back and forth with you niggas. That's right. Huh. Let them live it up. Did they beat you? Them white kids whipped your ass? I guess that's a no. (laughs) 
Beat them niggas by like 35 points, dog. (laughs) (laughs) There's this movie. uh, It's a bad movie. It's like called Movie 43 or something like that, I think. I've heard the name. I don't think I've ever seen it. I've, I've only seen clips. And the one clip I know of is where um what's the nigga's name main main from um hustling flow he's in this scene and um his team is about to play a basketball game and they're nervous about the game and he's like look y'all i could say that y'all need to d up or y'all need to do whatever you need to do but be honest y'all black they all white go out there and whoop their asses that's a recipe for disaster like, why are y'all having difficulty with this? They're white. Y'all black. Go do what you do. The tallest one on their team is like 5'7". You're 6'9", nigga. Go to work. <laughs> I've seen that before. At Disney World, in the AU like, national tournament, it was an all-white team from, like, somewhere in the Midwest. Some Nebraska, Omaha, somewhere. I don't know. I forget where they was at. Somewhere in the Midwest. And they can't, we ain't played them, but we was watching. They was destroying these black dudes, just raining threes on them. And just you know raining. what? That's what always happens. Them motherfuckers, there was one out there, number two. He looked like he was about five foot five, maybe. I'll give him five three, honestly. That motherfucker must have scored 32 points off nothing but threes floaters, runners coming off the screen and pulling up. I always feel so bad for these kids that are like super talented, but then they're short. Yeah. So they're never going to go anywhere, but he did not miss. He talked shit all the way through the game. He was on another Utah team. I sat there and watched that white boy in rapture like, oh my God. (laughs) Can y'all not figure out a way to put your... If you just put your hands up when he shoots, the ball will go into your hands. (laughs) Short people... Short people get used to that. They know. They've been short their whole life. Man, all my life I has to fight, nigga. <laughs> so, that's like, while a, that's like Helena. While they're, right, and so while they're in the uh, tent, she's like, yo, I heard something. And then she starts doing the uh, dog shadows or whatever. But it turns out there really was somebody out there because Paul broke into their fucking car. Oh, I didn't see that part. Yeah, it was right after they did that when they zoomed out. Paul uh, went through the car, and that's when he found a picture of the Swan Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Paul turned heel real easy, didn't he? Like went from fucking Sarah to just being like, but did but did he though? He didn't. Not yet. We were talking to uh, Shaban. Mm-hmm. So Delphine is examining Casima to see if there was any reaction to the to the uh, stem cell therapy, and there's no signs that are safe to proceed with the treatment. And Casima's worried that Sarah and Kira will also get sick, and she's uh, upset that she scared them by telling telling uh, Sarah that she's sick, uh, revealing her illness to him. And Delphine's like, "They'll be fine. Everything will be fine once we implant the stem cells into your uterus." And Casima's unsure. Like Casima, I know you do. I know. But then Scott shows up, and Casima's like, "The fuck are you doing here?" And Scott's like, "I got a job, biatch." And Casima's like, "How?" And Delphine's like, "Well, he worked with you, and you seem to like him, 
So that's the only reference we needed. So we didn't even need to ask you for a reference. We just hired the nigga. Surprise. Oops, pal. Surprise. Well, she's like, yo, he's the one that's fig- that figured out the thing about the synthetic sequence. We mm-hmm. need someone who knows about this shit. And Kasima's like, I don't want anybody else to know about this, so you got to go. And Scott's like, I know about the clones. Like, it ain't too difficult to figure out for me. I mean, y'all shit got fucking patent symbols in the midst of your DNA strand. Right. <laughs> like, I'm so sincere. If a doctor ever looked at my, <laughs> at my DNA and inside of it, it was like trademarked by D's nuts. <laughs> I'd laugh. These nuts are always funny. So then uh, Allison's in rehab. They tried to make her go, and she was like, no. And then they were like, you got it. And she was like, okay. But she ain't happy. So while she's in there, everybody else, the dude is in there sounding like fucking Bob Saget. I suck dick for Coke. Right. <laughs> you in here for weed? Yeah, he said it. Yeah, he's he said that in happy. You in here? Oh yeah. For weed? I suck dick for coke. Have you sucked dick for coke? Uh, <laughs> Why no? No, I have not. That's that dude's. That's that dude's only good scene because you know we had the, we had the conversation about him on um uh on the real world. Where he was a piece of shit, and then they had a reunion, and he was still a piece of shit. He didn't grow up at all. Yeah, he's no, he's no Mike Mazzani. The Miz, Miz was a good dude. I never thought that that shit was gonna work because he did that whole Miz thing on the show, and he said he was gonna be a wrestler, and everybody was like, nobody wants to fucking watch a wrestler called the Miz. And, and like, he was like, told you so. Yeah, he actually won a championship at one point, and I was like, fuck, he won a he championship a couple times. It's like, yo, he actually did that shit. Like, whoa. I don't watch wrestling, so I don't know if he did it more than once. I know he did it at least once. Mm-hmm. Hi, everyone. My name is Thurgood. Hi. Hi. I'm here today because I'm addicted to marijuana. You in here for some marijuana? Marijuana? Man, this is some bullshit. Marijuana is not a drug. I used to suck dick for coke. I seen them. (laughs) Now that's an addiction, man. You ever suck some dick for marijuana? Huh? No. No, I can't say I have. I didn't think so. Boo this man! How the fuck you get booed out of rehab, (laughs) (laughs) Mike? I'm sorry, I, I don't like current day Chappelle, but half baked will always be gold to me. Oh shit. I'm, so I, you know, I I use Cuban B all the time. Right? So this nigga like I suck dick to get my drugs and that's when I knew I needed to give and then uh the lady is like, Allison, you got anything? And Allison's like, I ain't sharing shit with y'all. Can't you see? Why you got me in here, teacher? Can't you see I'm different from these crumb snatchers? Like, I'm built different. <laughs> I'm here for my kids. <laughs> these people are urban. <laughs> these these people are drug users. I just drank with the pill in the bottle. That's right. It's a difference. Let me talk to you, teacher. I have my teeth. They're as white as I am. 
why am I here? I'm here for my kids. Buddy buddy over there got meth mouth. Why am I in the same place with someone with meth mouth? And right when she was about to say, fuck y'all niggas, I'm out. Vic walks in. And she Vic the dick. And so um, they're like, yo, Vic, how are you? Hey, Norm. And he's like, well, I, you know, I was out in the real world today and they uh, took a look at my stump and they wanted to do surgery on it. And so they wanted to give me some Vicodin. And I was like, no. I think it's Oxy. Oxy. And I was like, no. And they were they wanted to give me something else. And I was like, no. So I just went through the pain because I think that this is a test from God. The Godhead. The Godhead. You know, that's what I'm going to start calling my dick. No, nah, mine's called happiness. Mine's called Jurassic. I'm happiness. Because it's happiness. Are you gonna put up boot this man? <laughs> Is that what you're trying to cue? <laughs> no, it makes sense. It's, it's happiness because it's happiness. No matter for you. I, I got scared for a second. You're gonna do it again. No. I think I got him now. Okay, good. 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 I have balls. So, yeah. Um, Meanwhile, at the same time, Felix is at his loft in the midst of a vodka rager. Like, he's lit, but he's painting. He had so much paint on him, I thought he had gotten injured. Like, I was like, who slit his throat? (laughs) (laughs) paint all the way around his throat and on his face and everything and Art comes in and Felix is like oh it's you I thought you you want to be one of my clients and Art's like no and get your hand off my ass (laughs) right and then Felix passes out Um, but you know he's like Sarah told me to come and check up on you which is really nice um, and then Vic confronts Allison for the time that she maced him. And he's like, she's like, I'm a clone. And he's like, all right, cool. If you still don't want to tell me the truth, whatever. Are you a twin though? Are you a twin? You look like, you look just like her. You look just like Sarah. Are you a twin? Huh? No. Okay, cool. Don't tell me. I don't give a fuck. And Allison, Allison's like, dude, just if you don't, if this face bothers you, then get out of it. Get out of my face. And he's like, you know what? As much as I don't want to be around you, I feel like the Godhead has put you here to test me. The fuck is a Godhead? I I just told you, Scar. It's a Buddhist thing. It's my dick. But I'm not there to test Vic. Since I horned you, I guess I have no real fucking choice but to go ahead and horn myself. Like, it's just the way this shit works. At like, once you f- fucking open the can of worms, you gotta like do it whenever somebody makes a you joke. You decided so. to start playing sound effects. 
I ain't tell you to play sound effects. I didn't tell myself to play sound effects. I'm just tired. I'm just letting my mind go where my mind goes to. Okay, cool. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, Helena and Sarah stop in front of the church where Swanman was last seen, and Sarah goes into the church and tells Helena to wait in the car. And when has that ever worked in a show? Like, the only way that you telling somebody to stay in the car works is if it's a teenager in real life who wasn't going to get out the car in the first place. Correct. Like, all y'all non-parents and all y'all non-guardians out there, shut the fuck up when you see a teenager in the car. Just know if the teenager's in the car, the teenager wanted to be in the fucking car, okay? They are fine. Yes, if there's a four-year-old in the car, start asking questions. If the kid is fucking 12 and up, they didn't want to be seen with me right now because I'm wearing Crocs with socks on, okay? And they have a problem with that. And so they got to listen to Polo G because that's the only person who understands what they're going through right now. <coughs> okay. Kilo G. Polo G. Who the... What? Kilo G. Who the fuck is Kilo G? Do you not know who Polo G is? You never listened to Boys in the Hood? Easy E? Yes. All right, then you know and Kilo I listen, G. And I listened to the Dynamite Hat cover, which is horrible. But people <laughs> I just deleted that shit off my Spotify playlist, like today, literally. I watched. I just watched the episode because um, I, I finally got back into Atlanta, and I, I just started season two because I never watched season two. And um, Paperboy got the video with the acoustic version of his song. Mm-hmm. And how I had completely forgot that that's a thing where white people do acoustic versions of rap songs. To Best one I heard was the clean. acoustic version of Getting Jiggy With It. Mm. Here you go, Brandon. No, I think I think the best one was uh, No Hands. The the dude who did the acoustic version of No Hands. I haven't heard that one. I don't want to, but I haven't heard it. Huh. God must like you, Brandon, because it won't. Uh, Spotify won't even allow me to play the Dynamite Hack version of Boys in the Hood right now. Two days later in municipal court, Kilo G something something something. You're talking about Kilo G, Kilo G on trial for something. Something, 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 something. Yeah, Kilo you know G on is. trial. Something, 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 something. Yeah, the, the Dynamite Hat thing was a big deal when MP3.com had a TV show. Everybody Ooh. knows Boys in the Hood, unless you're not cool. Woke up quick at about noon. Just thought that I had to be in Compton soon. I gotta get drunk before the day begins. Before my mother starts bitching about my friends. About to go and damn near went blind. Young niggas on the path throwing up gang signs. I went. They said it. They said it. They said, they said it. That's fantastic. <sighs> no, no, no. It gets worse. It does. When he gets to, then I let the Alpine play. I'll I'll put it at the end of the show. I'll put the whole thing after after everything. That song will be there. I promise. So yeah, um, if you see my teenager in the car, just know that if you come and ask them if they need help, you'll probably get stared at until you want to ask for help. But inside is, the church, is, is your hmm? teenager? Do, do, does your teenager do this? Um, 
Does your teenager always get out of the fucking car way after everyone else does? Yes. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, we, we just pulled up, so you knew we were going. I just parked, so you knew that it was time to go. And, like, you're always the last person out of the fucking car. And I got to wait to lock the fucking car until after you get the fuck out and close the fucking door. Yeah, I made Devin cry once on accident because it was right before one of his basketball games. One of our first tournaments, uh, he was the last person getting out the car, and we were already running late. And so I stood there and watched him and watched him and watched him. And he's just doing whatever the fuck. And I watched him some more. And then I'm like, could you hurry the fuck up? And his mom heard me because she was standing over there goofing the fuck off, too. And they both looked at me like I was growing horns. And I was like, y'all don't understand. It's the first. It's too late. So. Yeah. Too late he got you. He got you. Too late to apologize, nigga. Yeah, he, he got you. Now nah, he drew the foul. He drew the foul. Yeah, he got you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that was. He got you. Ah, uh, that nigga pump faked me in the foul. <laughs> uh, he was ready to get out the car, and his mom was like, nah, hold the ball for a second. Run the clock. <laughs> Run the clock. Here he comes. Here he comes. All right, right there. There goes your new computer chair. <laughs> Let's go. So Sarah uh, gets goes into the church and sees a picture on the wall of a place. She's like, I know this place. And a creepy white woman uh, tells Sarah that the photo is the Cold River Institute. And it turns out the church has all of Cold River's archives and is keeping them in the basement. Um, and the woman tells Sarah that a Mr. Peckham has visited the archives several times. And Sarah's like, well, I'm his student and I need to examine the files that he examined as well. And because Sarah didn't put a childproof lock on any of the doors, Helena just gets the fuck out the car as soon as Sarah walks away. And, you know, what the fuck did you expect her to do? Like, you told her to stop singing, she kept singing. You told her to turn the music down, she turned it up. You told her to go to sleep and she farted. Like, what, what do you expect? This is a teenager in your car. He is very much a teenager. Mm-hmm. Who can drink? Mm-hmm. A lot. A lot. As we're about to find out. And so, like, where, where did she get money? <laughs> well, I mean, did they pay her for killing all the other clones? Like, I don't know. She might have got it out the glove compartment. Or she could have been, you know, they could have put some money in her in her little storage. Yeah, true. Or, you know, this could be like all the other spy slash assassin type movies where you suddenly find out that for some reason this person who you think is like not the smartest tool in the shed uh, suddenly has five passports and like 16 different currencies of cash stashed in a, a fucking suitcase that's buried underneath rubble. But you got to get to it because they killed your fucking dog. Well, we also get the impression that um, she came over to kill Katja um, without Tomas. Tomas showed up after. Yeah. So how how, how did she make it? How she make it over the water? You know what I'm saying? Arm wrestling contest, from what I saw. So Scott explains to them that he found out the clone secret using a lot of uh, you know, I, I saw the thing and then I saw the <laughs> trademark and I was like, yeah. Science. <laughs> he was like, and now I want to see one. And she was like, want to see what? 
and he was like a clone. And she was like, ooh, I thought you meant a nipple. But Cosima was like one step at a time. Like, I, I still don't know why you're up in here looking all happy and shit. Um, I mean, and he's a scientist and he gets to work at fucking Dyad. Of course he's happy. True, Dyad is the shit for scientists. It's like Scientist Disneyland. Um, Helena is at the bar and she literally ordered everything from a white Russian all the way to a shot of tequila. And she's working through them. And some big guy looks over at her, looking like one of the dudes who would have told um, Allison, you'd be prettier if you smiled. He tells her to pace herself, and she's like, I'm on vacation. And she's, he's like, hey, you should come sit with me and my friends. We're nicer than we look. And she's like, no, nah, I'm good. So he's like, why don't you come over? And tries to drag her over. Um, as he touches her, she grabs his finger. And instead of making him fart, she doesn't pull his finger. She pulls his finger. And when he's like, you broke my finger, you bitch. She's like, I just sprained it. Which, if I knew the level between spraining and breaking, I would fuck everybody up. I think her. Well, she her, used to be a cop. Her exact quote was, Don't be baby. I only sprain. Next one I break. <sighs> she used to be a cop. She know what she's doing. So, what? Helena used to be a cop? Yeah, that's what she said when she was talking to the guy. She said, back in Ukraine, I used to be a cop, and I shot a lot of bad people. Yeah, that's right. Yes, she did. Yeah, she, she did, did she that. did. Um, but then Jesse comes over, who apologizes, and says, Helena, you want some of these poke rinds? And so she's like, cool. You want a white Russian? And uh, while they're Wait. doing that, Mark walks into the bar. Wait, I just, I'm looking at the quotes on IMDb. She's basically saying all of the things that the other clones were. It said, in Ukraine, I was police detective. I shot many criminals. It said, Ukraine, huh? I've never been further than Sioux Falls myself. And then she said, then I was a beautiful scientist, a brilliant scientist, but I quit to be with my family. And he said, come on, don't tell me you're spoken for. And he said, divorced after rehab, drinking problems. But now I'm with my sister <laughs> having adventures. Like she just, she just went through the clones. I mean, if you can't lie about your sisters, who can you lie about? Yeah, but That's it seems point. like the one the one that would be like aware of what everybody is doing seems to be Kira. She is. She something's going on with that girl. So they sit down and they're having that conversation and drinking and everything. And meanwhile, back at the church archives, uh, the white lady tells Sarah that. Um, what you see in the archives is going to haunt you. And Sarah's like, dude, a few days ago, I was tied up in the shower and, you know, I saw my a twin that I thought I had shot and killed murdered the guy who was torturing me. So I think I can handle these files. Like, get off my dick. She didn't say that, but, you know, that's what I would have said because. Nigga, I've seen some shit already. The fuck is the paper going to do to me? Speaking of shit, Donnie shows up in rehab. And Allison's like, why the fuck didn't you bring the kids? Like, why are you here without my kids? In fact, if you come back here without my kids, I'm going to cut off your dangly balls. And that's, Donnie's that's like, a, that's the extreme. Why? She's still pretty mad at him about being her handler. 
and about all the bullshit he's put her through. And being in there instead of him. Mm-hmm. Technically, Donnie didn't do anything to her that we know of. He ga- he's been gaslighting her. Yes. He- he's her handler. What do you mean he hasn't done anything to her? He hasn't done anything to her that we know of. What do we know that he's done to her besides be her handler? Honestly, whatever he's done to her, he's been doing. He was an asshole husband. He was an asshole white man husband. Like, like out of everybody else, he's what? the only handler who married his subject. We don't know that he was a handler before they got married. We don't, we don't know, know that he wasn't either. We just he, know he that explains, he explains it next episode. Yeah, we just know that he's her handler. So yeah, that that question gets answered next episode, one hundred percent. So Vic tries to calm them both down and tells Allison that, you know, your anger is a tool. You know, namaste. <laughs> and Donnie bows. <laughs> you don't fucking do that. Right? Stop <laughs> bowing, motherfucker. Get the fuck up. And um, Vic is on a real Buddhist kick. And Allison's like, you're a fucking square. And so Sarah's still looking over files and finds old photos of deformed babies and medical records. Um, and also a picture of the most perfect baby. And Felix wakes up covered in paint and hung over and art is still there. He's made coffee, which immediately makes him Felix's favorite date of all time. And is currently doing some, uh, the only way I can explain it is that meme from, um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia where Charlie has all of the pictures up on the wall and he's pointing this shit like conspiracy theory nut. Yes. Um, and he needs Felix's help to make sense of all the evidence they hauled out of Maggie Chen's storage locker. And Felix holds up the picture of the uh, nun with the eyes poked out and he was like, I don't know shit about this shit. Right. And Art's like, me neither, fool. That's why we in this together. And Back at rehab, because, you know, they, they, they tried to make us go back to rehab. And I was like, okay. Uh, Allison goes into the gym and sees Vic praying. And this motherfucker sees him meditating or praying and picks up a basketball and just starts dribbling around him. <laughs> and they're both terrible. <laughs> right? I love when he got up and he tried to do that shot to hit the bottom of the fucking rim. <laughs> <sighs> She tells Vic that Felix filled her in on how bad of a person he is, how abusive he was, and how horrible he was. And he he owns up to it, but he assures her that he's changed and is enlightened now. And Allison asks why she needs a fess up about her drinking, and Vic tells her that it'll make her feel better. And then they suck at basketball together. Yes. Um. Then we get back to the bar where Helena's spinning a yarn about you know, to Jesse, where she claims to be a detective, a scientist, and a soccer mom. But now she's having the adventures with her sestra. Um, and Jesse wonders how a simple guy like himself could ever keep a woman of a million occupations like Helena. And she's like, are you strong? You gotta be big. You gotta be bold. You gotta be stronger. He's not, because they arm wrestling. She whoops his ass repeatedly. Repeatedly, it's not even. It's it's not even like he started to win at some point. It's just like he's is like it seems like a stalemate until he loses. Mm-hmm. 
And it's like I'm, you know, I'm taking it easy on you, right? Like while we're doing this, you can see it in my face that I, I want to yawn, but I'm not going to yawn. But they uh, don't see that Paul and Mark are watching from the bar, and Mark wants to give Helena a minute to enjoy herself. And Paul's like, yeah, as long as you leave Sarah alone, I don't give a fuck. Paul being, I mean, so Helena being the ever-present assassin doesn't notice Paul or Mark is the craziest thing in a fucking bar. Because she's got a boyfriend now. Yes. And Sarah's on the phone with Kasima telling her about Cold River. Um, apparently, you know, they were doing all sorts of experiments on babies uh, such as eugenic sterilization and uh, Project Lita style clone type shit. And Kasima, who is still on the science kick, she's still on the science's dick, to be honest with you, uh, says the good intentions and bad science often go together, and that scientists are just poking around, looking around blindly for answers. Sarah asks Kasima if she's going to be okay, and Kasima says that she will be, but we, you know, that ain't certain. And Kasima and Sarah Why tells are you trying Kasima, to knock her confidence. She's a confident scientist, and she's being positive. I don't need your negativity in here. Well, well, we we know why at this point. Well, no, is it right after this where Scott has the conversation with Delphine, and then we figure out why? Um, yeah, I was confused about that. What happened? Oh, they real is um he he said that he um analyzed the antidote that that I mean the the medicine that they were giving her from the stem cells and they came from a relative maybe a a a, a daughter or he, I can't remember exactly what he says but now we know that what whatever leaky was working on it came from when Kira went in the hospital Oh, and that's why she tells him you can never tell Kasima this. Go tell Sarah. No, she said you can't tell Kasima. Oh yeah, you can't tell Kasima. But mm-hmm. why? Why would Kasima care? Because she's gonna that, tell Sarah. No, because because if she tells Kasima, Kasima's gonna want to stop that shit because she doesn't want them to harm Kira. Kira oh, in the yeah. process of trying to making her better. So I was wrong. I thought Leaky just cared about science, but he seems like a bad guy. Um, it's not. It's not that bad when you figure out what happened. What really happened, but still. Next episode. So back at the bar, a slow song comes on, and Jesse's like, "Man, you almost brought more. Let's just dance." Um, so they dance, and you know, this shows that you know Helena's never had. A, a moment like this before at all like in her whole life she's always been you know a fucking pawn by some weird ass white guy no childhood no adolescence no nothing so of course when you know they they uh, decide that they're going to um divvy up the clones and that's where Paul was like you stay away from Sarah you can have Helena but then the big guy uh, breaks up the dance and Helena beats the shit out of him which turns into a full on bar brawl yep and she was was that nigga ass and so the cops come and get her and Helena's like where's my boyfriend which was cute and Sarah right at this very moment uh, comes out to the car and 
realizes, exits the church and sees Helena being taken away. Uh, she also tells the white woman that there's some files missing. Uh, that maybe they were taken by Duncan or Maggie Chin. Um, and then, after that, Helena gets handcuffed to a bench and she's asking for her boyfriend. And the guys who's asked she whooped ain't pressing charges, so she'll be free to go. And the cops tell her that her sister's there to pick her up, but it's not Sarah, it's Gracie. Red lip Gracie. And Helena fuck sees her. the scar. Fuck Gracie. Really? This is the one you're saying fucking to? This is the one. She tried to kill Helena. This is the one. Like that that's the betrayal that she can't abide by. Trying to she kill tried someone to for no kill reason? Her. <laughs> for like, no reason? <laughs> yeah, she had no reason to try to kill Helena. None. Zero reason. Um, fuck her. And um, the only reason why the only reason why she's even there is because her dad told her if you don't come home the baby's gonna be putting you yes i understand and i get that right. but i look at gracie after they did that lip thing to gracie i started wondering like how much different is gracie from helena really well we we know that they're not that much uh different because if they're willing Elena to lock her up and sew her lips shut and all that kind of shit, she's been in an abusive household the same as Helena has. Yeah, because Helena sympathizes. It's like, yeah, I had that. That happened to me before. Ill heal. Yeah, so I I feel for her. She still tried to kill Helena. She said it's an it. She called her it. Allison called Vic Urban. He is urban. Okay. So, um, Helena. How would you describe Vic, sir? Rough around the edges. Basically. Okay. That's a synonym for urban. Is it? Yes. If okay. I, if I say if I say rough around the edges and I say urban, are you thinking two different people or are you thinking the same? Okay. So. Uh, Gracie admits she tried to kill her, but now she just wants her to come home. And Helena's like, I can't. My sister needs me. And Gracie tells her, your sister's not coming. But she tells Helena she wants to take her to her babies. Hank has made her eggs whole, and he sees something beautiful in her. And Helena wants a chance to be a mother, so she goes with Mark and Gracie. She takes Jesse's hat and demands to be taken to her babies. No, he gives her the hat saying, oh, this is a gift from your friend. Yeah, like, she takes like, it from him. Yeah, like she, he's, he took the hat after the scuffle. He took the hat as a way to try to appeal to her. And Sarah calls Art uh, from the car and asks him to take care of Helena. Um, and Felix finds a medical record for Andrew Peckham that they can use to track Duncan's whereabouts. Um. And this is after that is a scene where Delphine and Scott are talking about the stem cells um, that they find out came from a, a girl relative of the, of the clones. And Delphine's like, even though y'all think I like Cosima, I'm still like, don't don't tell her, don't tell her that, don't tell her that, because I don't want her to choose Kira over herself. So Delphine's a piece of shit, right? Right, Brandon. No, right? she's looking out for her lover. Right, Brandon? No, no? she's, look, she's okay. looking out for her girlfriend. 
Okay, cool. Okay, just checking. So, Allison and Vic are making name tags for Family Day. And I'm Vic- consistent, by the way. I have consistent morality. Do you, though? I feel like your yes. consistent morality is the opposite of whatever Derek says. I think the line for the difference between her and Gracie is Gracie tried to kill someone. Yes, she tried to kill Helena did kill and someone. Thought, and thought she succeeded. What, wait, what, what are y'all talking about? What are we talking people, about? No, no, no. Helena was brainwashed to kill people. Nobody told Gracie to go in there. And so wait, 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 wait. Elena was brainwashed to kill people. So when did they get her out of this brainwash? They didn't go over to her and say rebar seven ninety three, Cliff Notes. No, Sarah Jackson egg pink eye chalk, and then she was fine. That never yes, happened. That's exactly Sarah, what happened. Sarah, Sarah that's what happened when the, she went face to face with Sarah. Sarah and broke it with the power line. of love. Sarah broke her. She said, oh, I can't kill you. Like, that broke her. Mm. That's All what, right. that was the turning point for Helena. Okay. There's no, nobody told Gracie to go in there and kill Helena. Now, the one told that her to do that. Nobody did anything. Now, the one that y'all should be, uh, that we should all agree on is a piece of shit is Vic. Because while he says he's going outside to smoke, he gets in the car with, uh, Angela. With Angie. And... He's been giving her info on Allison in exchange for his charges to be dropped. Like, on some straight-up punk shit. So, that's who we should be mad at right now. We should all be on the same page here. That nigga ain't shit. No, no, no. And, I mean, that's not his fault. He got put in the position to do this. I mean, mean, he's been a piece of shit. So, like, DeAngelis comes to him and say, look, I can help you out. I just need you to get some dirt on... Allison so that I can continue my investigation because my investigation as far as the police department is concerned is stalled which makes her a piece of shit because she should have dropped this shit a long time ago when all of the fucking charges got dropped but no 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 she just keeps going and that makes DeAngelis a piece of shit not necessarily Vic in this case yeah, Vic seemed like he was more of a piece of shit before than now right it seemed like now he's just in a compromised situation yeah, he's trying to get his charges dropped so so that he can live his life. Now I'm not staying shit. I hate you two niggas so much. I haven't hated niggas like this since Jay and Scar. Like, y'all niggas just, everything I say, y'all say the opposite. And that ain't even being a Virgo. That's just being fucking no, I contrary. DeAngelis De- is the problem here, not Vic. Yeah. Consistency. Vic, Vic, Vic is the one in the conflict. <laughs> we don't, me and Scar don't blame the end victim. You blame yeah. the end victim. Vic no, is the you one, do. You do blame the, 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 the No, nigga. I Vic know for a fact that Scar will blame a victim in a minute. Wait a minute. Um, but anyway, <laughs> in, in this situation, Vic is the one in the compromised position and he has the opportunity to get his charges dropped. So he's doing what he can to get his charges dropped. He doesn't have anything against Allison. He's just doing what he can to get his charges dropped because he was a piece of shit and he has these charges in the first place. So Angela seemed like the type of person to be like, hey, you know, you got these charges on you. You're going to go to jail. You know, you'll go to jail for five, six years because of this. Or you can help me and I can see what I can do. You know she did some shit like that. Because that's the type of person she is. I got no sympathy for her. I got a little bit of sympathy for Vic. He also got his comeuppance, by the way, because, you know, he did get his finger chopped off. So 
So um, he paid his debt. He paid his debt by getting his finger sliced off. So Sarah tracked down Duncan, and she knocks on the jack off with that hand anymore. How you know that nigga better go left like Kenny Anderson? That might have been his (laughs) go-to. Now he can't even use it. Really, you just gonna walk right past my uh, my Kenny Anderson? That's such an old man reference, Kenny Anderson. Kenny you don't know Anderson. Who, you don't, yes, I know who Kenny Anderson is, but the kids listening to the show don't know who Kenny Anderson is. What kids do you think listen to this show? The kids meaning people under 30. What people under 30 you think listen to this show? People under 30 listen to this show. We brought these niggas in off of Oz. You think Kid Awesome knows who Kenny Anderson is? I know Kid Awesome knows who Kenny Anderson is. He's a basketball player. Of course he knows. Uh, you probably made him look at Kenny Anderson. Nigga, I have a Kenny Anderson jersey. In the house, without a doubt. That's the Basketball Jones song. Yes, I know the Basketball Jones song because my last name, it was my ringtone for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Like, when that song came out, that was a shit. I almost bought a Tyrone Corbin jersey, but he played for Utah. So He played for no, Utah, yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> How about no? You know what? I really did think that instead of Muggsy Bowes, they should have had Kenny Anderson in Space Jam. Mm, Muggsy Bowes is cool, but any from Baltimore. So, uh, Sarah knocks on Duncan's door, and guess who answers it? Miss S, who's no longer... Um, with Carlton, Carlton's no longer in them guts. Oh wait, wait, wait! Hold on. I think we we missed the part where when she's talking to Cosima about how to find him, it's like, well, they said he drove. I need you to find a, a Andrew Peckham within old man driving range. <laughs> like, really? A old man driving range? Well, fuck it. Like, you know, the closest one to the place, I guess. But it was still two hours away. Ain't that a bitch? Sure, Scar. That's a bitch. Also, Mrs. S's uh, beanie was hella. She she cute, and she had a gun because she always got a gun. <laughs> like she, she wasn't even scared of Paul. She she like now that y'all know the truth, I'm just gonna have a gun with me wherever I go. <laughs> like, Miss S is the truth, man. Right? Oh shit! Now that the cat's out the bag, this is my gun, Irene. <laughs> this, this is my rifle. This is my gun. Oh shit. I forget what they say in uh, um, Full Metal fight. Jacket. This is for fighting. This is for fighting. I'm going to no. get my gun. This no, not that. This, this from is for Full fighting. Metal Jacket. This is for fighting. This is for No, fighting. not that. I know that one. In Full Metal Jacket, this is, this is my gun. Although there are many this guns is for like fighting. it. This, this is, is No, this... But this, you, the, this is my rifle. This is my gun thing. It's different from this is my rifle. You're literally, this is man on man crime. You're literally mansplaining to a dude. Like, I know what the fuck I'm talking my, about, Scar. My father is a Marine. He loves that movie. You know how many times I've seen that shit? But so, you're talking about two separate things, though, is what I'm I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about two separate things? Really? I am? I am, Scar? Oh, my God. I didn't know that, Scar. Please tell me more about how I'm talking about two separate things, Scar. Please, go ahead. Tell me more. Fucking enlighten me, Scar, on how I'm talking about two separate things. Uh, I'm talking about two separate things. Because, you know, two separate things. I thought that these were both in the same fucking scene in this movie. Please, go ahead. No, they are two different scenes. They're two different scenes? For real? 
absolutely. Um, the this so is my rifle. The, this is the rifle. This is my. Uh, and mm-hmm. this is my rifle. This is my gun. Is when they were marching. This, they, that was when they, they were marching. They were, oh, they, were ter- they were holding. They were holding the guns and they're holding hand and holding, and holding their, their dick with the other. Yeah, right. tell me more. Tell but, me more. But, but this is my rifle. There are many other, but this one is this one is mine. Is a different part of the scene. It's That's a, a different part. It's a different scene. It's a different scene. Ooh. Oh my God! I am I am enlightened. Tell me more. Told you. Tell me more, Scar. All I wanted to know was I you know were the, the one p- who said you didn't know the rest of it, and I told you, and then I explained. No, what parts. I was saying that I didn't know the rest of was this is my gun. Although there are many guns like it, this is mine. I don't remember the rest past that part. I know that this is my rifle, no. this is my gun. Like, no, white they, people in the streets say that they, shit. They never say gun in the speech. This is my rifle. I'm telling you, my dad was a Marine. I've seen that movie many, many times. Google. I'm Googling it right now, Brandon, because we're not on the same page. Google. This is my rifle. There are many like it, but this one is mine. Um, it's the Rifleman's Creed. Okay. So, sheesh. So Rifleman's right. Creed, this is my rifle. There are many like it, but this one is mine. My rifle is my best friend. It is my life. I must master it as I must master my life. Without me, my rifle is useless. Without my rifle, I am useless. God damn. I must fire my rifle true. I must shoot straighter than my enemy who is trying to kill me. I must shoot him before he shoots me. I will. My rifle and I know that what counts in war is not the rounds we fire, the noise of our bursts, nor the smoke we make. We know that it is the hits that count. We will hit. My rifle is human, even as I, even (laughs) as I am human, because it is my life. Thus, I will learn it as a brother. I will learn its weaknesses, its strengths, its parts, its accessories, its sights, and its barrel. I will keep my rifle clean and ready, even as I am clean and ready. We'll become part of each other. We will. Before God, I swear this creed. My rifle and I are the defenders of my country. We are the masters of my enemies. We are the saviors of my life. So it be until victory is America's and there is no enemy but peace. Told you. No mention of a gun. Two separate scenes. Rashawnee, you got an excuse. You're dead tired. You conflated two scenes. I did not conflate conflate two scenes. Y'all can literally go fuck yourselves. I literally said I couldn't remember the lines of that long-ass speech. Because you know what? I'm not a Marine, and I never wanted to walk around talking about how my gun is a human. I'm not a Marine either. <laughs> but your daddy was a Marine. Remember, you just said that like six times. That's why I know this. <sighs> I hate That's you. That's why I knew your ass was wrong. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> so, Sarah and Miss S. He was mistaken. There's a difference. Sarah and Miss. That's why I tried to clarify and separate the two scenes. Sarah and Miss S are in Miss are in Duncan's house arguing, and and Sarah's pissed that Miss S has been lying her entire life. And Miss S is like, you know, I'm like you. I got caught up in the struggle I didn't ask for. She's like, the only difference is I've been doing it longer than you, nigga, which is why I'm so much better at it. Duh. And before Sarah can acknowledge that shit, she's like, "Where's Duncan acknowledge at? Acknowledge me." 
Right? Like, yo, give me my props That's on that what one. That's should have said. Acknowledge me. And Miss S has been hiding Duncan and keeping him safe in exchange for info on Cold River experiments because it turns out Duncan has been with the Autobots for like 20 years. And I has been after them for those whole 20. And Sarah finally meets Duncan, who is an old ass man, and he offers her tea. She I'm has, wondering when they said 30, I mean, 20 years, um, shouldn't it be 30? Because then they said the experiments happened in the 70s. Um, that would make them 40. Yeah. No, it will be 30 42. Because the it military be, recruited them in 1976. It will, be, it will be 30 years because this happened in the. Well, when did this happen? 1976. Yep. So yeah, it would be yeah that. Forty eight years. Forty years. So once the military was done with them, Dyad hijacked the project and made them continue. And Duncan said that once they went too far, it was hard not to go all the way because they wanted to make little girls. So they did. And Paul pulled up outside of Duncan's house, and Miss S goes out to meet him. And Sarah tells Duncan that those little girls are all grown up and are real people now. And he asks if she's met Rachel, and she's like, yeah, she's a real bitch. And he's like, please <laughs> let me see her. And he, she's like, why the fuck would I help you? And Miss S offers Paul some tea and a deal, and he tells her that he was sent by Dyad, and she tells him that Dyad is a Hydra. Hell Hydra! Dyad's got multiple heads. Yep, and Miss S recognizes that Paul's trapped in his position, and she tells him that He'll have to go through her to get to Sarah, and that he'll have to get go through them both to get to Duncan. And she also knows about Afghanistan. And How she tells she know that she knows fucking everything apparently. And she tells Paul that they could be friends, and an alliance starts brewing. And she's like, "Here, have a cookie, a biscuit." And she pulls a biscuit out of her pocket because you know, why not? And Sarah asked Duncan if her if his family were Rachel was ever real or just an experiment. And Duncan's like, it was both. I was her father and her monitor. But and then she tries to she tries to say that like he they raised her to be this monster, this uncaring monster. And he was like, No, we loved her. I mean, but this isn't anything new that he was her father and her monitor because Mary J. Blige was that nigga's lover and his secretary. You're sad, What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> not not going to cry to Mary T. Blige, so? I she was your lover was. and your secretary working seven days of the week. Yeah, she, I never listened to the lyrics of that song. Either. She never She never says the whole word of secretary. She, she says secretary. Secretary. What'd you say, baby? Uh, what you call it? Um... She did not say secretary. Nisha's over here arguing. She said she secretary. She said secretary. There's a reason why <laughs> niggas been making fun of that shit before she hopped up on that Burger King table. Um, what you call it? Um, Sergio the Entertainer does a whole bit on that. Oh, what's your lover and your secretary? <laughs> 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 oh, shit. So, um... Duncan is like, yo, y'all need to realize that Dyad's not even the enemy. It's the neolutionist inside of Dyad, namely Dr. Leakey. And Sarah demands that he helps the clones because he helps the clones because he's responsible for them. 
And Sarah tells him the little girls that he made are dying, and he's the only one who help who can help. And he tells her that he tried to expose the whole program, but then Leaky killed Rachel's mother and has been has been hunting him down ever since. Leaky a gangster. Yeah. Probably had Paul do it. I, I can see how that would have happened, except for this probably happened way before Leaky met Paul. So, Brandon, you got anything coming up? Nope. Okay. Scar, you got anything coming up? Oh, no. I was I completely missed the end of that because I'm looking up the actual secret. Uh, no, I got it. I got the, you, fam. I got, I got the actual secret the entertainer thing. Um, but, um, but um, no, just um, Scarcasm. We're doing um, Spring Fling, which is our uh, spring version of August, August, where we have guests on every week, um, which has been an, a, as an undertaking because normally we do the show every two weeks. Um, so doing the show every week has been, whew. Um, but we had, we had both of you gentlemen on for the, for the last uh, episode, and it's already up, and it was super fun. I, I, I like being in that that setting where we could just talk about whatever. Like, we started talking. The conversation started talking about our five favorite fruits. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, I'll just rewind that real quick. You want that again? Oh, no, no she said secretary. Oh, no, she did not. No, sir, did you? Not on, not not yeah, just that. She didn't secretary. say secretary. She said secretary. No, she uh, said secretary like that. Secretary. No, ain't no why on that. She never finishes the word. So. Thank y'all so much for listening. You can leave a review on Spotify. You can also leave a review on Podchaser. Copy and paste that in the Good Pods. Copy and paste that in the Apple Podcasts. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the Good Pods app. There's a tip jar. You can leave a tip. You can hit up Scar on Twitter at Scarfinger. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-L-K. I'm Rashani, and the show is RTO Podcast. Uh, the email address is return to Oswald at gmail.com. The voicemail number is 916-633-1537. And I think that's about it. Yeah. Thank y'all so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate it. Um, we'll holler at y'all later. Y'all be good. Peace. Peace out.
The theme music for another one was made by Makai Beats, and it's called Heaven. You can contact him on Makai.com, which is M-A-K-A-I-H.com, or you can find his beat on the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Woke up quick at about noon. Just thought that I had to be in Compton soon. I gotta get drunk before the day begins. Before my mother starts bitching about my friends. About to go and damn near went blind. Young niggas on the path throwing up gang signs. I went in the house to get the clip with my Mac 10 on the side of my hip. Outside and I pointed my weapon Just as I thought the fools kept stepping I jumped in the flow, hit the juice of my ride I got front and back, side to side Then I let the Alpine play I was pumping new shit, buying WA It was gangster gangster at the top of the list Then I played my own shit, I went something like this Cruising down the street in my 6 Jocking the bitches, slapping the hoes I went to the park to get the scoop Knuckleheads out there, cold shooting smoke Car pulls up, who can it be? It's a fresh El Camino rolling Kilo G He rolls down the window and he starts to say It's all about making that GTA Cause the boys in the hood are always hard Come talking that trash and we'll pull your card Knowing nothing in life but to be legit Don't quote me, boy, I ain't said shit as hell and I wanna get ill So I go to a place where my homeboys chill Fellas out there trying to make that dollar I pulled up in the 6-4 Impala Greeted with the 40 and I start drinking From the 8-ball my breath starts stinking I gotta get my girl to rock that body Before I left I hit the Bacardi Pulled to the house, get her out of the pad And the bitch said something to make me mad She said something that I couldn't believe So I grabbed a stupid bitch by a nappy ass weave Started talking shit, wouldn't you know I reached back like a pimp and I slapped the hoe When her father stood up and he started to shout So I threw a right cross and knocked his old ass out Cause the boys in the hood are always hard Come talking that trash and we'll pull your card Knowing nothing in life but to be legit Don't quote me boy, I ain't said shit Trippin' but it's alright Homie scored a key, he's gonna 